Hello, this is Adrian Hendricks. And Jerry Hendricks of Say One More Now, Incorporated, where our focus is to lovingly confront all activities dishonoring human life created in the image of God. There is no greater dishonor to human life and to God than to bypass by ignorance or rejection His salvation that is only available through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us today. I have two questions that each of us needs to answer. They are, one, are you saved? Two, if you were to transition into eternity right now, where will you be? Every member of God's human creation will either spend eternity with Him or be separated from Him eternally. The Webster 1828 Dictionary defines saved as preserved from evil, injury, or destruction, spared, taken in time. Salvation is defined as, in theology, the redemption of man from the bondage of sin and liability to eternal death and the conferring on him everlasting happiness. The Apostle Paul gives us a peek at what can lead to salvation at 2 Corinthians 7, starting at verse 10. For godly sorrow produces repentance to salvation, which brings no regret, but the sorrow of the world produces death. Because salvation requires a Savior to execute the action of saving, we need to know something about who that is. Many people believe that there are many paths to the sure safety to be found in salvation, but the one true way is declared at Acts chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. This Jesus is the stone which was despised and rejected by you, the builders, but which has become the head of the corner, the cornerstone. And there is salvation in and through no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by and in which we must be saved. Regarding Acts chapter 4, verse 12, the commentator Adam Clark states, Neither is there salvation in any other. There is no kind of healing, whether for body or soul, that can come through any but him who is called Jesus. The spirit of health resides in Jesus, and from him alone its influences must be received. For there is none other name, not only no other person, but no name except that divinely appointed one by which salvation from sin can be expected. None given under heaven, no other means ever devised by God himself for the salvation of a lost world. All other means were only subordinate and referred to him and had their efficacy from him alone. He, Jesus, was the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world, and no man ever came or can come to the Father but by Him, Jesus. Now, I've talked with people over the years. Some are fine with the mention of God, but have problems accepting Jesus as the only Savior. If that is you, ask God to make Jesus real to you now, for there is no time to waste. You may not see tomorrow on this earth. God loves and wants you with Him. He created you to spend eternity with Him. You see, 1 Thessalonians 5, starting at verse 9, says, For God has not appointed us to incur His wrath. He did not select us to condemn us, but that we might obtain His salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who died for us, so that whether we are still alive or dead at Christ's appearing, we might live together with Him and share His life. 
Paul observes in 2 Timothy 3 at verse 15 that the sacred writings are able to instruct you and give you the understanding for salvation which comes through faith in Jesus Christ through the leaning of the entire human personality on God in Christ Jesus in absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. He continues pointing to Jesus at Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. Therefore, because he, Jesus, stooped so low, God has highly exalted him and has freely bestowed on him the name that is above every name, that in or at the name of Jesus every knee must bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue must frankly and openly confess and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus himself gives us another perspective at Matthew chapter 10, verses 32 and 33. Therefore, everyone who acknowledges me before men and confesses me out of a state of oneness with me, I will also acknowledge him before my Father who is in heaven and confess that I am abiding in him. But whoever denies and disowns me before men, I also will deny and disown him before my Father who is in heaven. What is eternal death? Eternal, in this case, means without end of existence or duration, everlasting, endless. Death is the perpetual separation from God and eternal torment. This is called the second death and is found at Revelation chapter 2 verse 11, chapter 20 verses 6 and 14, and Revelation 21 8, which we will discuss later. At Revelation chapter 20, verse 6, we read, Blessed, happy to be envied, and holy is the person who takes part or shares in the first resurrection. Over them the second death exerts no power or authority, but they shall be ministers of God and of Christ the Messiah, and they shall rule along with him a thousand years. My wife and I were talking with a friend. She was feeling down because a friend of hers had just died. She and that lady were together the day before, laughing and having a great time. Her friend went home, and a couple of hours later, she transitioned into eternity. We asked if her friend knew the Lord. Our friend confessed, sadly, that she did not know. Listeners, eternity is too important and long to get it wrong. Please, I implore you, if you do not know Jesus, consider what it will mean for you to accept Him as your Lord and Savior today. We open our broadcast by saying that there is no greater dishonor to human life created by God and to God Himself than to bypass by ignorance that is choosing opportunities to truly get to know Him or to reject His salvation that is only available through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We must always be ready to meet him regardless of the day or hour. Could today be your day to meet him? Are you ready? Are you saved? Jesus warned at Matthew 24, starting at verse 42, Watch therefore, give strict attention, be cautious and active, for you do not know in what kind of day, whether a near or remote one, your Lord is coming. But understand this, had the householder known in what part of the night, whether in a night or a morning watch, the thief was coming, he would have watched and would not have allowed his house to be undermined and broken into. You also must be ready, therefore, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect him. Many people who think they will be in heaven will not be there. 
In Matthew 7, Jesus says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and spacious and broad is the way that leads away to destruction, and many are those who are entering through it. But the gate is narrow, and the way is tight and compressed that leads to life, and few are those who find it. Contrary to much of what is said today, Jesus is telling us that the path to heaven is not a broad path, but narrow. It is not a wide highway upon which people travel. Few are found on this road. I believe if one were able to watch those traveling to heaven, every now and then a person would be seen on the way home. Are we ready to spend eternity with our Heavenly Father? Today, many people are Christian in name only, and they are not known by our Lord and Savior. They have an outward Christian appearance and may even attend and have important positions in churches, but their names are not known in heaven. Jesus says at Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. The inhabitants of heaven are even recorded, as the book of Revelation shows. At Revelation chapter 3, verses 4 and 5, we read, Yet you have still a few names in Sardis, people who have not soiled their garments, and they will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. The one who conquers will be clothed thus in white garments, and I will never blot his name out of the book of life. I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. At Revelation chapter 13, 8, we read, And all who dwell on earth will worship it, the beast, everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who was slain. At Revelation chapter 20, verses 12 and 15, we read, And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Then another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. And finally, at Revelation chapter 21, verses 23 and 27, we are told, And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and its lamp is the Lamb. But nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. We are plainly told that the way to eternal death is chosen. That's right. It is our choice where we will spend eternity. To choose eternal separation from God means to take the broad way by embracing every ungodly thing and action. Multitudes of people will be on this highway because it can be accessed and trodden upon without effort or thought. The only thing necessary is to live according to fleshly desires and ignore, refuse, or trample Jesus' blood sacrifice underfoot. Hebrews 10 verses 26 through 27 and 29 says it like this, For if we go on deliberately and willingly sinning after once acquiring the knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice left to atone for our sins, no further offering to which to look forward. There is nothing left for us then but a kind of awful and fearful prospect and expectation of divine judgment and the fury of burning wrath and indignation which will consume those who put themselves in opposition to God. 
How much worse punishment do you suppose he will be judged to deserve who has spurned and thus trampled underfoot Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and who has considered the covenant blood by which he was consecrated common and unhallowed, thus profaning it and insulting and outraging the Holy Spirit who imparts grace, which is the unmerited favor and blessing of God. Albert Barnes' commentary on the blood of Christ states, The blood of the covenant means here the sacrificial death of Christ, by which the new covenant between God and man was ratified, sealed, and confirmed. And counting this unholy or common intimates that they are expecting nothing from it in a sacrificial or atoning way. How near to those persons and how near to their destruction do they come in the present day who reject the atoning blood and say that they expect no more benefit from the blood of Christ than they do from that of a cow or sheep? It is imperative that we remember with whom it is we are dealing, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 27a. For he, God the Father, has put all things in subjection under Jesus' feet. Jesus even told his disciples at Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, All authority, all power of rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. We cannot expect to spend eternity in heaven without love for God. Jesus defines this love at John chapter 14, verse 15. If you really love me, you will keep, you will obey my commands. And at John chapter 15, verse 10, If you keep my commandments, if you continue to obey my instructions, you will abide in my love and live on in it, just as I have obeyed my Father's commandments and live on in His love. God desires that we choose eternal life with Him, just as He already chose us in Jesus Christ, according to Ephesians 1, verses 3 through 10. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ in every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time, to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. God has done everything for us to be with him, but he leaves the final decision to each one of us. This is why our message to you is urgent. If you don't know Jesus, please choose him today. If you do know Jesus, make sure that your life is one of continued loving obedience to his spirit. Revelation 20 at verse 11 tells us how this will play out for those who choose against him. Then I saw a great white throne, and the one who was seated upon it, from whose presence and from the sight of whose face earth and sky fled away, and no place was found for them. I also saw the dead, great and small. They stood before the throne, and books were opened. Then another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged by what they had done in accordance with what was recorded in the books. And the sea delivered up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades surrendered the dead in them. And all were tried and their cases determined by what they had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. 
And if anyone's name was not found recorded in the book of life, he was hurled into the lake of fire. We have a friend, Harry Stegman, who receives occasional messages from heaven. That The following message from Jesus was received on Memorial Day when our country remembers those who died in its service is ironic. Remember Jesus? He died for every human. Jesus says, My bride must be prepared. You will do your part and we will do ours. Together, we will fully complete this preparation for the set time. I see your question, but such a natural concern will give way to my provision for your lack. Delight in me as each step brings you to a new realm of transformation and glory. I am the one who sees what fully satisfies and complements me. You cannot yet appreciate this because your natural limitations still contain some blindness, some intolerance of light, some inaccurate expectations. But just as an earthly bride may be described as all-glorious within, so much the more is my bride who eternally fulfills my desire by the uncontaminated love of me and of my Father. And the Holy Spirit who dwells within contains the full content of the holy nature which alone can produce the worship worthy of my Father. The creation together will marvel at the eternal disclosing of her beauty and glory, Lay aside all else which may detract from this preparation and receive all the joy I know when I behold you, my bride, revealed in splendor, your friend. Well, are you preparing to be with the bridegroom, Jesus Christ? For true Christians who obey the Lord, time on earth is a dress rehearsal for time with him in eternity. Obedience helps us to do those things that grow our relationship with Him, helping us continuously to take on more of His nature and His attributes. As we are encouraged in Romans 13, verses 13 and 14, let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Are you a part of the bride of Jesus Christ? Have you received your invitation to the wedding supper of the Lamb? At Revelation 19.9, we read, Then the angel said to me, Write this down. Blessed, happy to be envied are those who are summoned, who are invited, called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, Further, these are the true words, the genuine and exact declarations of God. You may be thinking, what invitation? And when will this supper take place? Well, Paul tells us at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 52, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the sound of the last trumpet call, for a trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will be raised imperishable, that is, free and immune from decay, and we shall be changed, we shall be transformed. Then at Revelation chapter 11, verse 15, we are told, The seventh angel then blew his trumpet, and there were mighty voices in heaven, shouting, the dominion, kingdom, sovereignty, rule of the world has now come into the possession and become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, the Messiah, and he shall reign forever and ever for the eternities of the eternities. We can also read about this at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a loud cry of summons, 
with the shout of an archangel and with the blast of the trumpet of God, and those who have departed this life in Christ will rise first. Then we, the living ones who remain on the earth, shall simultaneously be caught up along with the resurrected dead in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so always, through the eternity of the eternities, we shall be with the Lord. Continuing at Revelation 19, verses 7 and 8, Let us rejoice and shout for joy exultantly and triumphantly. Let us celebrate and ascribe to him glory and honor, for the marriage of the Lamb at last has come, and his bride has prepared herself. She has been permitted to dress in the fine, radiant linen, dazzling and white, for the fine linen signifies and represents the righteousness, the upright, just, and godly living, deeds and conduct, and right standing with God of the saints, God's holy people. Are you making preparations to be there? In Revelation 22, verse 17, we hear the Holy Spirit and the bride, the church, the true Christians say, Come, and let him who is listening say, Come, and let everyone come who is thirsty, who is painfully conscious of his need of those things by which the soul is refreshed, supported, and strengthened. And whoever earnestly desires to do it, let him come. Take, appropriate, and drink the water of life without cost. Much preparation is needed to get ready for our Lord's return, and time is running out. As we mentioned earlier, some may transition into eternity today. Will you be with your Creator? A study conducted of both Christians and non-Christians asked each what they thought was required to get into heaven. Well, 43% said that to confess Jesus as Savior accesses heaven. That sounds good, but more is needed than just a verbal confession. According to Romans 10.9, you must believe in your heart. In other words, you must put your trust in Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and your life must truly reflect who he is. There is no mixture of the holy and the unholy with Jesus Christ. You either belong to him or his enemy and ours, Satan. We must become knowledgeable of God and the things that matter to him. Turning away from the ruler of this world to the one true God is of extreme importance to our Heavenly Father. Repent now while there is time. To repent means to sorrow or be pained for sin as a violation of God's holy law and dishonor to God's character. To repent and turn away from every public and private sin will help us to be alert, discerning, and truly able to follow Jesus the Messiah as our Lord. God is still saying, come to me. At Isaiah 55, if you are thirsty, come and drink water. If you don't have any money, come, eat what you want. Drink without paying a cent. Why waste your money on what really isn't food? Why work hard for something that doesn't satisfy? Listen carefully to me and you will enjoy the very best foods. Come to me and live. So then, are you saved? If you were to transition into eternity right now, where would you spend it? Just in case you missed it earlier, the Bible is very clear on those who will not inherit the kingdom of God. Revelation 21, starting at verse 5, reads, He who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. He said, Write, for these words of God are faithful and true. He said to me, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. 
I will give freely to him who is thirsty from the spring of the water of life. But for the cowardly, unbelieving, sinners, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their part is in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, or suffer, which is the second death. All whose lives are full of the deeds mentioned above will spend eternity separated from their Creator unless they repent. You may attend church regularly, sing in the choir, be the pastor or the priest. It doesn't matter. If your life is on this list, please repent. Stop what you're doing and turn to Jesus Christ. He is waiting to receive you. He loves you. Do you need to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life? Please don't wait. Don't assume there will be another opportunity. You may experience the start of your eternal journey today. Choose Jesus. You need to be sure that you will spend eternity with Jesus Christ, the Messiah. We at Save One More Now Incorporated encourage all listeners to seek the Lord for His calling on your life. If you faithfully spend time with Him throughout the day, you will come to know without a doubt that He really loves you and He has a purpose for your being here. We can be reached by email at truelife at saveonemorenow.org or our telephone number in the United States, 850-727-0493. We look forward to joining you next week and ask you to remember, Life is good. God gives life. God is good.